Welcome to Investing Across Borders with Lauren Cohen. Every week, she will share valuable information that you need to know in order to successfully invest in real estate and other business endeavors in North America. We believe in helping clients invest, live, work, and play across borders. And now, your host, Lauren Cohen. Okay, I am here, Lauren Cohen, on election day in the U.S., God help us all, with my good friend, Maria Recruit, from Niagara Falls, Ontario, Canada. The flag on the top in the behind me, right? Notice it's on the top. Okay, we won't go there. So I met Maria, I don't know, a year and a bit ago, I think, on Facebook. Yes. Facebook has been very kind to me. And Maria is like the person that all of us epitomize to be like. Because she was ahead of the curve, especially as a woman that invested in real estate when women didn't invest in real estate. I mean, it's a big deal. So Maria and my mom, my mom was in real estate, but only invested like in one or two properties. My mom was in real estate. I grew up in real estate, Maria. So my mom was in real estate in Toronto forever. I wish she had never gotten out of it now that I'm with EXP and making such amazing strides. But the truth is that your your dad, so let's backtrack a bit. I'm going to introduce you because we could just talk. So oh, I, I love to Cohen. talk. I love to talk That's right. because a lot of stuff comes out. The a truth lot comes of stuff. Out. And we, yeah. we can talk yeah. and talk as Canadian girls, but Absolutely. my name is Lauren Cohen and I am the host of this podcast, Investing Across Borders. I am a cross-border lawyer from Ontario, Maria's home province, yeah. now living and serving clients in South Florida, which is a beautiful place to be at this time yeah. of year, despite coronavirus. Yeah. And I am also a licensed realtor. And I help people find ways to invest, live, work, and play across border. And I met Maria through, I don't even know, some women's group or something about real estate. And I was just so blown away because she was literally ahead of her time. Really, how many women? Well, even now, I mean, you look at women like, you know, much younger than me in their 20s and they're like, real estate's so foreign and and men just take it for granted. Like you just, it, it, there, I was doing EB5 for a long time, which is commercial real estate in the US. It's basically raising money from foreign nationals. And I will tell you that the number of female developers Mm -hmm. is like nil. I know. 1%. I know. I know. know. Yeah. So, so Maria, tell us, like, Where did this all come from? I know your dad was always taught you this. It's like monopoly. We have to get real estate to get rich, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. My my dad was an immigrant after the Second World War. My mom and my dad came from Europe after the Second World World War. They had nothing. They had 25 cents in their pocket. And they moved out to Winnipeg. So I'm I'm originally from Manitoba. I'm a Westerner, okay? Okay. Uh, I don't know. One of your best friends is out in Alberta, right? Mm -hmm. So, so, I mean, and my dad, you know, like he didn't even understand the language or speak the language. So they start from the bottom up and then my dad started to buy real estate i remember Mm -hmm. watching him fixing and cleaning and building with his uh, immigrant friends and he always said you know how do you think i'm taking care of you bambinos he loved us there was five of us bambinos he says because of real estate he said because he had a regular job and he you know and then he he was building and working on real estate he was an investor and uh, so he says that's how i've made my money you've got to get into that too and uh, so I remember when I was um, in New York City, I had a business in New York City, Lauren, you can understand that. And everything in New York City was supposed to have been done yesterday, right? So oh, I yeah. knew for, <laughs> the pace is so fast. So but fast. what did you learn about 
business, you know. And I remember going to a seminar. I don't know which group gave it. And they said, you, how to buy your first property with no money down. I thought, wow, how do I do that, right? right? So that kept in the back of my mind and I kept reading about it. And then I moved to Canada and I moved to the Niagara region because my parents were here. And uh, and I thought, my father says, you've got to buy real estate. I said, yeah, but where am I going to get the money, Poppy? You know, can you, can you lend me some money? He says, no. I said, okay. So I went to the, the credit union and I, I applied there. Like credit unions are great if you're starting out. Yeah, and they said yes. Well, well, we'll, well let's let's money. just let's just interrupt you for one minute. Yeah. Credit yeah. union. Yeah. So, what is the difference, Maria, between a credit mm-hmm. union, especially in Canada? Because in Canada, the it's a char, you know their banks are yes. it's connected yes. with the government. There's charter banks. It's a very yes. different banking system. Yes. So, yes. tell me what is different about a credit union in Canada. Oh, well, first of all, you're a member. So they treat you better. They remember your name. They know who you are. I mean, I do transactions on by phone because they know who I am by voice. Mm-hmm. I don't have to go in. And it's the same people there for 30 years or 40 years. So they're not changing over like the banks do, Lauren. That's, right, that's the first advantage. Next of all, they're trying to support and help small businesses mm-hmm. or real estate investors or whatever. So that I would say that's the biggest difference. And they have great service. They don't charge you an arm and a leg. So I would say that's for me, that's why I chose my credit union. I still have the my my major account business account is with the credit union because I I mean I'm I'm loyal to them since night listen to this 1987. Wow. 1987. I still I'm still and they're still in business. That's a big deal too. Yeah, of course. Well, we don't have banks go under like no, you you definitely do. You know, we don't have that. So that's the first thing. So uh they gave me a first mortgage. They gave me a second mortgage and then I borrowed money from um, a family member. Mm-hmm. And but at the at the end of it all, after many years, I found it was actually my father who gave it to the family member to lend it to me. He never wanted my father's very tricky. But yeah. in my case, we had to become independent. And then I had five thousand dollars down, so I put it down. So I bought my first house in 1988. After looking for two and a half years, putting multiple offers, not getting it, and I finally got my first house. And I lived in there for 12 years, paid off my third mortgage, which was, uh, you know, was my family member, was actually my dad, mm-hmm. paid off my second mortgage, and I had only one mortgage. And then in 2000, I wanted to buy more properties. And again, I said, Pop, can you lend me money? <laughs> he said, no, again. So I, so what I did is I went and found out what the, what the value was. So I refinanced my property pulled out a ton of money and bought my second house and then put have enough money as a down payment to buy two more properties. Yeah. So I was able to buy within a year, year, two years, three properties out of my old little house that that had so much equity. Uh-huh. Amazing. Yeah. So that's how I started. And I've been doing it. I've still refinanced. I just refinanced one property in um, August. I'm refinancing another property this month. And so that's how somebody can gain money and equity. When you're gaining equity, when you buy a good piece of property, you're gaining equity, take the money out and buy another property with it. It's like it's like the same thing like with gambling. OK, it's not yeah. it's not risky like gambling. But yeah. one of the things, you know, I'm not a gambler, but when, when I go to Vegas or something, which hasn't happened in a while or Niagara Falls. Yeah. And you you have you know you take a hundred bucks or a couple yeah. or a couple of thousand, whatever it yeah. is. And as yeah. long as you end up, as long as you put that original investment back in your pocket, you just keep reinvesting. And then you're you're kind of you're you're always going to be increasing your wealth. And that's yeah. really what it's yeah. about. Yeah, right? it is. That's exactly what it is. You increase your wealth through the properties that you own already. You don't even mm-hmm. have to go to the bank if you don't want to, right? Right. Yeah. 
And so do you is, always buy, tell me about what your favorite model of real estate investing is. Is it buy uh, and hold, buy and flip? What buy and hold. Burr? I've, I've done, I've done burrs. I've done fix and flips, but my, but the one I like the most is buy and hold mm-hmm. because as it gains an inequity, I can pull the money out is tax free and I can invest it again. So that's my strategy basically is hold on to good properties, get great tenants in there that pay above market rents because I make sure about that. I, I don't just rent to anybody. It takes me months before I find the right tenants or guests. Once I've got them in there, I, it's problem free. And then I just work on refinancing or looking for another piece of property. But that's pretty much the way I've done it all these years. Now, you you have children, right? No, I have not, no children. Oh. That helps a lot. Interesting. No, I was going to say, are your kids yeah. in real estate? Yeah. No. Uh-huh. <laughs> Well, uh, you know what, though? You have so many people that you're teaching as their mentor, yes. right? Yes, So one of the things that, so most of your properties, all of your property, all of your investments are in Canada. Yes, they um, are. But yes. that's because that's where you started. That was always your focus. But I know yes. we talked a little before the show about yes. how anybody that's developing their portfolio yes. or profile yes. Yes. especially now because the U.S. market is opening up, yes. should invest in the U.S. So tell us a little bit about why you think that. Oh, absolutely. Uh, I mean, <laughs> if I could go back 20 years, I would be investing in the United States. But that's okay. It is what it is right now, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll tell you many advantages. I mean, you've got so many states that have different laws. So you can always find a state where you can buy, purchase a property for $40,000, $30,000, and do a burr with it, right? I mean, you can do that. You can do a fix and flip, rent to own. You can do rent to owns with them because it's such a low threshold to get into the business. This is why I would suggest to anyone to start investing in the United States. But be careful where you invest. Do your re- do your research. Because I know a lot of investors from Canada before, I had met a lot of them that were investing in the United States, in Niagara Falls, New York, yeah. and um, in Rochester. Uh-huh. But they bought in the wrong areas. Yeah. So they went belly up or they had to sell or whatever. You really, I mean, it doesn't matter where you're purchasing. Make sure you buy in great neighborhoods. And I know you'll agree with this, Lauren. Of course. Location, location, location. Location, location, location. Yeah. You've got to, because the United States have streets that, that, that are different. They change from one side of the street to another so side fine. of the street. You it's not like Canada. Anymore. No, not at all. You we can ju- like in Boca Raton, which is where I live. Yeah. There are yeah. parts of Boca that you don't want to be in, and people exactly. don't realize that. But it's exactly. true. Yeah, yeah. And you can literally drive a half, like a kilometer, yeah. and you're in a not good area. Yeah. And there's like crack houses and all kinds of stuff, and you definitely don't want to be okay. there. It's very, no. very interesting how different it, it is. is. It yeah. is. It is. It is. The other thing that I noticed when I was traveling to the United States, when I used to go down to Florida once a year, I would go through towns that actually were were completely abandoned. Mm-hmm. But you don't have here, right? No. I mean, if I would go through and I thought, why did they abandon this town, right? Completely abandoned. Well, unless you watch Ships Creek. Yeah. No, I don't. <laughs> I'm missing that program, obviously. Oh my See, gosh. There's, a, there's a big difference, but there's lots of opportunities. And I would I would suggest that if anyone's going to invest in the United States, that they partner up with somebody who 100%. knows the laws. Right. A lawyer like yourself that can, you know, get people in and out, understand the legality yes. of starting a real estate business in the United States, right? Right. The other thing, too, is is where are you going to get the funds for it? 
I mean, I hope in the future, quite frankly, Lauren, that the banks will start in investing with Canadian investors who come to the United States mm-hmm. and will take us seriously because we have, you know, if you have an investor from Canada that's done well, like myself, 20 years, right? When I enter a market, even a new market, I'm not going to do fully foolish mistakes. I'm not going to make foolish mistakes. If I haven't made foolish mistakes in 20 years in Canada, why would I make a foolish mistake in the United States? Mm-hmm. So I think the bankers on your side or anybody else who wants to go into partnerships with us should be looking at us as really good potential business people that will always give you return on your investment because we're forced yeah. in this country to do that. We're forced in this country to Take care of the return on investments, right? We right. just can't walk away from houses and leave them or not pay um, taxes for years on end. We don't get away with stuff like that. Correct. In the United States, they can, right? So one of the other options there is to partner up with somebody that does have a banking relationship or does have access to the funds and create a joint venture, which is what a lot of Canadians do. Canadians partner with other Canadians that have already invested in the U.S. or Canadians partnering with with people that are in the U.S. So, And another thing that I strongly recommend, and this is obviously a little self-serving because I am a realtor, but when you're investing in the U.S., you definitely want to invest with a realtor. Because oh, if yes. you if you don't use a realtor, you will end up in those areas that you don't want to be. And, you know, you, you have to be super careful because you are investing across borders. And that brings me to another thing. Mm-hmm. Investing across borders also brings in, into play a lot of potential, like you said, legality issues. But like then there's also issues about what happens when you are a Canadian investor investing in the U.S. Yeah. What happens to you in Canada? Yes. Exactly. Okay. And and a lot of US and a lot of Canadian investors in the US have been misguided because they're advised on what works in the US, but it doesn't mean it works in Canada. Yes. And this is I true. Agree. Let's talk yes. about 1031 exchange, which yes, I know you I love. love. That. I love that idea. I wish we had that in Canada. Oh my God. Right. I mean, everybody yeah. does. It's a yeah. great way to be a, an investor. You basically buy property. You sell the property and you take that investment and invest in another property within a certain period of time. We've talked about this on other shows I've had. Now, anybody from any country can potentially qualify for this. You don't have to be a U.S. resident or citizen or even hold a visa. Mm -hmm. The problem with Canadians is that the CRA discounts it, okay, because they don't like it. Otherwise, they'd have it, right? They want the money. They want the money. money. Show me the money. Show me the money, right? So, but there are ways to be creative about it. It's all about having that right guidance. And if you are going to be investing in real estate or in any business in Canada or the US, Mm -hmm. you do not want to do it alone. No, you can't. You can't. There's no way you can do it anymore. No, especially in a different country. I mean, that's especially. So you need to work with people that you can trust to guide you through the process. And Maria, now you are launching some masterminds. Why don't you tell us a little about that? Yes, I just had one mastermind. It's for real estate investors and landlords who want to learn more about, you know, being able to get more equity out of your homes and also getting better tenants. Uh, We talk about the short-term rentals. We talk about how to find a good lawyer, paralegal, uh, what kind of insurance you should be getting. It's all, my masterminds are all related to how to become a stronger business person. And what's really interesting, Lauren, is that most of the people in my group are women. So mm-hmm. I'm happy to see more women getting into real estate. 
because that truly is the only way a woman can become uh, really self-sufficient is mm-hmm. through real estate. And I know you'll agree with that. A hundred percent. You're never, you yeah. know, my mom always taught, taught me that you're never going to get rich from having a job. No, never. I got <laughs> a law degree as yeah. a backup, like uh, to make sure that I would always be okay. You know, yeah. she was, she was not, yeah. there was no way I wasn't going to get an advanced degree. She didn't want me sure. to ever be dependent on a man. Oh, absolutely. Yep. <laughs> That's I'm a whole saying. other story. Yeah, I know. Another time. Another story for another, it's another podcast. Me. Yeah, another podcast. <laughs> but the reality is that as women, we have, we ultimately have responsibility for our families yeah. and for our futures. And we have to take control of that. And the best way to do that is by mm-hmm. investing in real estate Yes, and investing right. in real estate, not only in Canada where the market is so limited, mm-hmm. but in the U S yes. now yes. that also applies to Americans that are interested in investing in Canada because the dollar is going to go further and oh, there are yes. opportunities oh, that yes. are opening up, yeah. especially yes. uh, who knows what's going to happen today, but yes. that's another story. <laughs> Um, but with that being said, you know, I don't know why there's a bug flying around, but with that, well, being I, have said, a, I, have, I have a fly flying around. Isn't that interesting? You got one there, but oh, one maybe here. it's the same one. I don't think yeah, so. maybe. <laughs> Yours is coming from the snow and mine isn't. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> but, but the truth is that you've got like, there's a lot of considerations that you have to think about when you're investing in real estate, especially yeah. across borders and having that right guidance and making sure that you have the right financing in place and the mm-hmm. right partners in place and the right mm-hmm. documents in place and yes. that you set up your corporate structure properly. This is important for mm-hmm. you, whether you're investing domestically or across borders, and you really need to have that that yeah. structure and guidance. So Maria, tell us a little bit about all the places where people can find you. Oh, on all the social media, Facebook under Maria Recruit, that's M-A-R-I-A, Last name is R-E-K-R-U-T. I'm on Facebook, Pinterest, Twitter, Tumblr, Instagram, LinkedIn, everywhere you can find me. And I have my website, realwealthrealestate.com. Realwealthrealestate.com. Yeah. Uh, So I look forward. I mean, if anyone wants to know more about investing in Canada and if anyone wants to know more about investing in U.S., I'm going to send them to you, Lauren. But I'm going to probably have you as one of my mastermind uh, guests to come on and talk about investing in the USA. Because we have to start looking outside of our area. Ontario has become so ridiculous. It's crazy. It's so ridiculous now. The prices are crazy. The taxes are insane. It's not worth it. But right. it's not worth it. It's just not worth, you know, yes. all these multiple offers for what? I know, for what? You know, and then my like, mom is always like, Lauren, you need to move home, especially over this whole COVID. I'm like, where would I live, mom? In yeah. a shack? Like, yeah. where, where yeah. would I live? You know, I mean, I live in a nice home in Boca Raton. It's not very expensive. Yeah. If I plop this house in Toronto, it would be $3 million. Of course it would. No, just stay where you are. You've got the beautiful weather. You've got the better weather than we have. I mean, like, I, I enjoy the weather here. I don't mind it anymore because I'm uh, I'm working on my computer all the time. I'm right. mostly inside, except, especially now with the COVID. Otherwise, I'd be out networking, right? Just of like course, you, of course. Right? right? But I mean, I really enjoyed having this time working on my business and the masterminds. You know, I'm looking so forward to getting more women involved with that. and. I'm going to have online courses in the future. I've, oh, I have a YouTube video, uh, YouTube channel. If people want to find me under my name, Maria Recruit, or Real Wealth Real Estate, you can find me there um, on YouTube. I have a podcast, Anchor Podcast, Maria Recruit. I'm on three radio stations. 
So if you go on Facebook, you'll see me where I am. Maria is definitely out there. In I she am. is there. You can find her. You can connect I'm with her. And she is a wealth of knowledge and information. And I thank you so much for joining us my today. Pleasure, my pleasure, Lord. You're one of my launch. I'm launching tomorrow, so you're one of my launch parties. So there you go. Oh, well, fantastic. thank you again, Maria. You have a great rest of your day, you. and we will speak very soon. Thanks for listening to Investing Across Borders with Lauren Cohen. Make sure to check the show notes for any links and for guest contact information. If you have questions for Lauren, please reach out to her at founder at ecouncilglobal.com. If you enjoyed today's episode, please subscribe, rate, review, and share the podcast with a friend.